Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to a special Saturday edition of The Chaser Report on Saturday the 7th of August. And all that's happening in this episode is that Charles and I are talking to Alexa, part of our team, about his visit to the Land Forces Arms Dealers Conference, which I think was up in Queensland. It was an amazing thing. He managed to get in. So if you've ever been wondering how to infiltrate a conference full of advanced weapons, Alex is going to talk us through it. And Gabby, you watched him putting this together. Yeah, I will say it was very entertaining watching him try to source a bunch of uh, arms. And, and by arms, you mean actual mannequins' arms, not uh, guns. Yeah, like plastic dolls' arms, mannequins' arms. He was all over everything. Facebook Marketplace, Amazon. It was hilarious. So if you are either interested in um, procuring high-end weapons or plastic arms to take for a visual joke, this is the chat for you. It was a very funny pun. Have a great weekend. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Hi, Alexa. Hey there. So what kind of people would go to this event normally? Uh, just your average run-of-the-mill arms dealers, you know, just, just multi-million dollar high net worth individuals who sell weapons. Is that true, though? Like, how many arms dealers would there be in Australia? Uh, surprisingly, a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I had no idea what I was looking at in there. There, there would have been thousands of people. And that, presumably they worked for companies that dealt arms. Is that, is that what is there's the sort of middle management of arms? Oh, dealers. yeah. I'm sure that there's all, there's all sorts of boring desk jobs with arms dealers. <laughs> like, they look like normal people. But, uh, mm. but yeah, they, they dealt arms. Um but yeah, yeah, I wanted to get into this. I want to see how the deals were made. Like this, the, these people are there to network and to to sell weapons. I mean, the main issue was trying to get in, right? Like, I'm obviously not an arms dealer, so yeah, you I, don't I look. Really I mean, there's you'll see the gun. Look at the video, but Alex, it doesn't look like a kind of middle aged plutocrat who smokes cigars and you know. You're not exactly Tony Stark, I gotta say. Well, I I did try my best, but um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure I pulled it off. I mean, I, I looked for heaps of ways that I could sneak in where I wouldn't have to pose as an arms dealer because obviously I don't I don't look much like one. And I found this awesome coincidence. I was stalking Facebook and there was an ad for for promo workers, so people who would be at the conference handing out lanyards. Oh, uh, which was beautiful. Oh, I was like, oh, I'd have my hands on the lanyards. I could I could just take them and sneak in with that and also on the plus side the job was offering 33 dollars an hour which is miles ahead of what i get here so i was thinking like even if it doesn't work out i could just continue in that job yeah that's know? like a 500 percent pay increase that's fantastic yeah, it's beautiful um but unfortunately i, I sent through my resume and I, I wasn't qualified enough for that they they shut me down um so it was back to square one i essentially had to just show up and try to wing it just try to walk in and and so how how did you do it um, well, I mean, there, there are there are a lot of issues on the way. I think I 
I just tried to look like an arms dealer, essentially. So I I, I put on um, my my suit, which I hadn't worn in, in a decade. This was my year 12 formal suit. So I, wow. I looked like an absolute <laughs> idiot. It was like really tight and small. And so essentially we, we showed up a, a day late, uh, which was a, a, a kind of sign of how, how unorganized I was with this whole thing. But it ended up being super lucky that I was that unorganized because on the first night of the conference when I arrived... Um, if you log onto Twitter and search Land Forces, which is the name of the conference, you've just got all these like happy, smiling arms dealers posting photos of them with their lanyards on inside the conference. <laughs> so I just, you know, zoom in on that, see what the lanyard looked like and be like, okay, I can I can maybe copy this a little bit. So I uh, got on Photoshop, um, changed the name from Land Forces to Fake Passes <laughs> and um, also needed a QR code, which was a bit of an issue. So um I just got the Chaser website, put that as a QR code on the lanyard, um, which I, it, was a bit, it was a bit stupid because yeah. I knew it wouldn't. Because we had a phone conversation. You rang me from Brisbane. Yeah. You're going, do you think I should just directly copy the lanyard? And I was thinking, I, I think that's fraud. Like, I think that's just <laughs> deeply illegal. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but so it was like the QR code led to the Chaser website. Yeah, it was just chaser.com.au. That's great. Um, so yeah. what, what happened when they scanned it? Well, that, that's the crazy thing. They, they just scanned it. I was, I was terrified when they did and it just it beeped and the person didn't even look at their lanyard. Uh, to be fair, I get the feeling that they were a little bit scared of me, if that's a reasonable thing to oh, say. Because, like, well, because they thought you are an arms dealer. Yeah, exactly. Thought, well, I was going to blow them up if they, if they didn't let yeah. me in. No, but I mean, like, I'm just a, I'm just a rich dude, you know, like they, yeah. they don't want to cause a fuss. And, and they're, they're only being paid $33 an hour to do this <laughs> job. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because I would think that if you have a, a room full of, um, you know, sample weapons and you know, bazookas lying around, you wouldn't want to have thorough security, would you? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I, I, it was so bizarre because even after the lanyards, like I made it that far, but there was still all this security to go through, and we went went through like the the security scanners, and that at that point I, you know, I assumed that was that was it because I I was literally wearing a wire, like I had a microphone strapped <laughs> to my chest, and like all these like um, audio gear, this like Zoom recorder in my bag. You guys know know what a Zoom recorder looks like? It's mm. I think it kind of looks inherently dodgy. It looks a bit like a like a taser or a, or an IED trigger. It was mm. I don't know. That all sorts of weird stuff. You weren't meant to have. But it just it just went through the scanner. I think what got me through. Now I don't have a lot of experience sneaking into places, but I did watch um, Catch Me If You Can one time. Mm. So that movie about Leonardo DiCaprio being a con man, and that that paid off amazingly. Uh, one of the one of the big tips in the movie is to to always carry a coffee. Uh, apparently, it makes you look legit and and laid back at the same time. A coffee. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, and so you were carrying coffee with me. I, I was carrying coffee with me. And as soon as I got to the security standards, the, the security guard looks at the coffee coffee cup and he's like, oh, you know, like we actually banned these yesterday because protesters were bringing in like paint and chemicals in there. And like I kind of tried to muster up the most lame, like basic corporate joke. I was like, oh, banning coffees in the morning. That's a really cruel security measure. And they all kind of had a little <laughs> giggle. And just, you know, didn't pay attention to the screens. We had a little a stupid coffee conversation and that that pulled me through. Like it was <laughs> it was nuts. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, he uh he got yeah. got me in there. It's particularly funny when they're kinda of going, Oh, yesterday yesterday yeah. they're all these people trying to infiltrate the com- yeah. the conference. Not like you, coffee Not boy. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a I don't know it's a, it's a real it's a real ticket it's you can get in anywhere with that. But, but um, hang on the the key question is did they ban you from taking the coffee cup in? 
No, no, I got it in. <laughs> was, I, that's, they they kind of just let me know that other people aren't allowed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at people will think you're an infiltrator or something. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, that that, that was it. I, I was in. You know, as soon as I walked through those doors, I was face to face with this, you know, fully autonomous tank with this eight meter long howitzer on the top. It was pretty. I don't know, confronting. And I was, I was there ready to network, ready to chat to people about, you know, what weapons they want to buy from me and what I want to buy from them. And and, and so what? where did you go? Through, like, how did you attack the conference? Like, what was the uh, well, first I, port of call? The, the way it started, I was I was initially attacked, right? Like, as, so, as soon as I got in, there was this, like, spectacle of these two guys in these crazy, like, exoskeletal, like, future robot suits. And they were just wailing on each other and they were throwing each other around the conference floor and they, like, they flew in front of me. And all these people in suits just clapping and cheering for these for these two guys who are fighting each other. And so I was just like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to chat to these people. That looks amazing. Wow. And I had a terrifying conversation with this man. Um, so I was talking about his suit. He was kind of spruiking how cool it was. And, I mean, it's it's all black. It's like a robot suit. And the, the head kind of looks like Darth Vader. So I kind of mentioned that to him like, oh... You know, you look a bit like Darth Vader in this thing. Does that does that not make you feel like the bad guy? <laughs> and and he said, yeah, it does. But but it's a good thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Where is this going? And he's just he's like, yeah, you know, like I put the mask on and I'm just I'm no longer me. You know, I'm it's completely dehumanized, detached. I I can do whatever I want and I'm not responsible for that. And then when I take the mask off, I'm just I'm me again. You know, and like it was such a such a weird thing to hear because on one hand it was really scary, but then it's also like you get an insight into maybe how these people talk when they think you're one of them you know yes, like yes you've got a lot of people kind of defending military technology being like oh you know it's it's for security it's for this and then when you talk to the actual people who make it and use it they're just like nah it's great because i get to be a fucking monster and then like, <laughs> wow it was what was some of the stuff that was on sale oh they had everything they had, i mean to be honest like as much as i talk about how how terrifying it is it's it's also inherently cool. Like they had, they had all sorts of robots. Like it was all future technology. So these like robot dogs, robot missiles, like um, autonomous, I don't know, submarines. They had, it was wild. Like it was very, very exciting. So why didn't you buy some sort of, you know, laser powered attack robot dog? I mean, I totally would have if I, if I had the money, but like I, I need much, to make. Because I saw the robot dog in your video. Yeah. How yeah. much did that cost? Yeah, they, they they wouldn't tell me. I, I don't know if I if I didn't didn't fit in enough. Uh, I, I tried my best to buy one. I even tried to um to take one with me. I had uh, I had Charles's <laughs> iPad with me, and I thought if I get it to play fetch with like with an iPad, maybe that would that would get it on my side. But no, I just I had no luck with those dogs. Gosh. Well, they like the Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That one was there. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like it, it is cool. Like it's a, it's a cool place to be. So, so are you saying that you? deciding to give up comedy and go into arms dealing sales. well look i mean I, I think i think it is the right path for me it's very exciting and it and it you know it makes me feel great being an arms dealer but i'm just not a very good one you know like i tried i pitched all these weapons that day so i went up to to you know the biggest arms manufacturers in the world and like lockheed martin and i'd pitch a missile that goes up into space that essentially because there aren't any war crimes in space this missile goes so high into space that by the time it comes back down the geneva convention doesn't apply so you can, you know, you can use this missile to bypass that and they didn't want to buy it, right? Yeah, so, right. like, I feel like no matter how good your idea is, like, you need something else. Like, I'm, I'm just not cut out. Well, they probably honest. already bought it from Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's true, I guess, yeah. I guess Warcom he, His wouldn't have gone high enough. <laughs> hey, we've got to pay the bills. More with Alexa in just a moment. Hold up. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back with more Chaser Report. Like, did you think you were going to be chucked out at that point? Like, did they did they know that you were joking? Like, or, so, or did they take you seriously and go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea to avoid the genetic I mean, convention? It, it got... I got more and more relaxed as it went on. So at the start, I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to get kicked out immediately. Like, obviously, I'm not meant to be here. And then the more jokes I made, the more I noticed this is what these people do. Like, they joke about this shit anyway. Like, they're, they're making war crimes jokes as well. So I'm, yeah. they, I don't think they picked that I was a, an imposter. Like, this is just, this is just yeah, how blokes talk at the arms they... convention. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was quite a bizarre experience. But um, I think at the end, I had a bit of an epiphany. Um. Because I went, I went to the bathroom, right, to yeah. to change the batteries and and you know pull out all the wires and wear headphones to calibrate the stuff. I was in the bathroom for like twenty minutes, sitting on the toilet doing this stuff, and it got me got me thinking a bit about terrorism. You know, I was I was so confused. You got you got all these like the recent terrorist attacks that have happened are kind of disappointing, unambitious. You know, they blow themselves up in public transport, kill a bunch of innocent people, which obviously makes them look like dickheads, but also it just makes them look really lazy. Mm. Right, like I was in this place with all of Australia's biggest defense manufacturers, and you know Peter Dutton was meant to be there, right? And I got into this conference, snuck in all this electronics, and I looked like an idiot. You know, I was in a year twelve formal suit, and like, how come I got in? Like, you know, what, why, why, what are these terrorists doing? You know, they call well, themselves terrorists, but they're they're just a bunch yes. of losers, really. This they're- is the thing that we found doing all these chaser stunts year after year. I remember the first time we tried it was at a, at a by-election in Aston. You remember Charles? And yes. John Howard was due to come, and there were a huge amount of protesters outside. I actually went up to one of them on that day and said, hey, we're filming a thing. We just walked in there in suits. If you put on a suit, you can just go anywhere. No one's going to stop you. And the guy's like, the Greens protesters are like, I'm not wearing a suit. So we got in and disrupted the event, and they didn't. So it, yeah. it, it and, meant and I remember because it was the first thing we ever did. We'd all dressed up in probably our year 12 suits back yeah. then. It really was that. And, and we, um, we went in and John Howard was half an hour late. And so the lectern was completely open and we hadn't really prepped anything for it. Mm. But we said to Julian, Julian, go down and just just get up <laughs> there something. and do a warm-up. Say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Do a bit of a warm-up for the crowd. And he had them there for about five minutes because he looked so real. Because he had a suit on. Yeah. He just went, oh, look, John Howard's running a bit late. It's all right. I'll just uh, get you to say GST. GST. You know, <laughs> just. Yeah. And I then did the exact same thing at a victory party at the Wentworth Hotel a few years later. And I got up and did exactly the same joke um, with them all going, one more year, one more year, um, before I got kicked out. So what this means is that the premise of the movie Men in Black is actually true. Oh, yeah. In a black suit, <laughs> you can just get in anywhere. So where will we send him next, Charles? Yeah, well, I think it needs to be somewhere with a bit more jeopardy, a little bit more dangerous, um, somewhere where, you know, your safety is completely um, not assured in any way. 
Um, so I was thinking maybe Southwest Sydney. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I was thinking maybe um, I don't know. Ta- he's got to pretend to be a desk in Parliament House. Oh, that's <laughs> that. There'd be danger pay for that job. You'd have to wear a hazmat suit, I think, not a not a business suit. The other thing is, Charles, we should clearly be developing a, a range of arms that we can sell, yes. like some sort yes. of weaponry that we can uh, – Alexa, he knows these guys. If we just sell some sort of, um, I don't know, robot death machine, um, <laughs> just get Karen to whip something up, Alexa can sell it for us. We'll make a fortune. I've already done done the work networking. Like I went in there on my line and it said Chaser Systems. So we've already, we've already got the name out there. It's already there. The only issue is um, what we actually did kept changing throughout the day. Everyone would be like, oh, what do you do? And at first I'd be like, oh, you know, I do supply logistics. So I do materials. But then I settled on, I'm a consultant. Started telling people oh. I was a consultant. That was the perfect word. That covers there no everything. Questions. I've been a consultant no. before. That's Everyone goes, oh, <laughs> yeah. you must be meant to be here. Like the yeah. consultants are the people who really come and do the job that everyone else is being paid. That's brilliant. Could you be a consultant? Could you please be a consultant and do Charles's job? <laughs> Way ahead of you. If you want to see Alex's adventures at the Land Forces Conference and all the things he got up to, just go to the Chaser YouTube page or indeed Facebook and just look for the Land Forces video. Thanks, Alexa. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. So there you go, regular episode back on Monday morning. As always, our gears from Road Microphones and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thanks for joining us for this special episode. See ya. See ya.